I'm Dalia. <laughs> I'm a mom to three girls. Uh, I'm, I live with type 1 diabetes. Uh, and I would say what I do is I share my journey about you know, my journey with sports, my journey with life, my journey as a mom. Uh, just to connect with people and to, you know, possibly give hope to those who are living with the same condition or those who are struggling with anything in their life. Um, yeah, and that's it. <laughs> uh, what was your, what was the hardest point in this game? So when I was 24, right after I had my first child, I went to get a checkup, just random, really, and uh, I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. I was lucky to find out early. And at that point, I had no idea what diabetes was. Yeah, you hear diabetes was so good for you, automatically think just, you know, people who eat too much sugar, <laughs> which is such a false, uh, you know, uh, false uh, understanding of what diabetes is. So I think when I was di diagnosed with type 1, the beginning was extremely difficult. I uh, didn't know what I was dealing with. I had doctors telling me, you know, you can't, uh, you can't get pregnant again. You can't, uh, you can't eat certain things, which was all, and it's every, all the information I got in the, in the beginning wasn't very accurate. Um, I was very depressed. Uh, I thought that I had to, you know, stop living the way I was living. But then, uh, I think that first year was the most difficult year. But then I read a lot. I, uh, I taught myself. I traveled. I met other doctors. And I learned that uh, type 1 is a condition that uh, you, I live with for the rest of my life. But if I take control of it, you know, and if I understand it, and I understand how my body works, that uh, I can live a very, very normal life. And that was really the turning point of everything. So how did you take control of it? Uh, knowledge is key, really. You know, the more you know, and the more you um, you don't try to avoid uh, having um, dealing with the struggles. Yeah, and with diabetes, you have to. Um, one of the things you have to do is continuously check your blood sugar, which is something that's so tedious for so many people, and for myself. And when you check, sometimes you'll find your blood sugar is good, sometimes you'll have a high, sometimes you'll have a low. For the shwaya, you actually don't want to do it anymore, you know? But I found that yeah, to kind of be true to yourself and say it's okay, you know, it's okay if, if it's not working sometimes and it's okay if, you know, if you have highs or you have lows. Uh, you get to understand yourself, you get to understand how it works. Checking your blood sugar level? Was there fear in it? Yeah, 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 of course. And the fear, what happens with the fear is you just don't want to see it, you know? So you just avoid checking. But then when you avoid checking, you don't know what's happening. And then you can just, you can pretend. A lot of people with diabetes live a life where they just avoid knowing. You won't really feel much in it. When your blood sugar is high, you're a little bit tired. But see, so you, you can live idly. But what happens is it's after years of high blood sugars, the complication starts, you know? So if you live, if you pretend like nothing's there, in 10 years, it's just gonna come, you know, crashing down. But so, it takes a lot of courage to, to actually face that, to face the, the Yeah, 
Yeah, and it, and it really takes it's it takes acceptance, you know. Like if you just accept, okay, this is this is something that I'm gonna live with. This is something that I can control. Actually, you know, if uh, if it's high, take some insulin. It's gonna come down. If it's low, you're gonna yeah. It feels like it feels awful when you're low. You're dizzy. You feel fainty. But you have to just tell yourself, okay, it's 10 minutes. I'll be fine. I ate something. It's gonna... So it's really a mental state that you, once you decide to be in that mental state of I'm the one in control, this is something that I accept. It actually becomes, um, yeah, for me, diabetes, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, um, it made me a stronger person. And it made me a much more resilient person. And it uh, gave me that, um, you know, that drive to do all the things that I've been doing since my diagnosis, really. Yeah. yeah. Speak to me about the marathon. How did that start? So, so it really did start with diabetes. I, um, I went to college in Boston, but the Boston Marathon is a really big deal. So I used to watch it every year. And it was one of those things when you're like, when I was in college with my friends and you used to always say, ah, oh, one day we should, you know, maybe run a marathon, but it was really not on my list. But, um, after I, you know, took the decision to kind of take control of diabetes and live a healthy life and really accept what's happening and not and get myself out of that, you know, that really low point I was in without even thinking, I went online, I found a marathon and I signed up. I said, okay, خلاص, I need to do something to show myself, to prove to myself that if I decide to do anything, I can do it. So the marathon was that tangible thing, you know, if I decide to run a marathon, I'm gonna run a marathon. I signed up, I trained for three months, self-training really, and for three months it was me, I looked online for plans, I tested a lot with my blood sugar because with the training, the blood sugar is a whole other ordeal, you know, like when you're running, how, I, how am I gonna check my blood sugar, what do I do if I'm high, what do I do if I'm low, but for three months it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of failures, a lot of successes. And then, uh, yeah, three months later, I ran my first marathon. Best feeling of my life. Probably my slowest marathon, which doesn't matter. It was still my favorite marathon. <laughs> Crossing that finish line was, خلاص, this is it, you know? Like from that point onwards, it was all, how am I gonna challenge myself next? How am I gonna challenge diabetes next? You know, how am I gonna show myself and show everyone and prove to myself that I can really do anything? ترجمة diabetes how's that gonna work and then when the failures happen and they happen often you know they have to happen so you know what will work you get so frustrated but then it's really a mental thing you know because if I mentally tell myself okay I know this doesn't work so that's a good thing that's a, that's one thing I know I should avoid or that's one thing I know now when it happens this is what I can do to fix it so if you decide to just say okay I'm I'm gonna take the failures as my lessons you you kind of like it you put this positive spin on it and move forward really uh, what are the main lessons yeah, i'm sure there were a lot of failures 
Yeah. So I'm sure you have a lot of lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I think throughout my whole journey until today, there is that there, one thing I know for sure is believing in yourself, really just to believe that you can achieve and for anyone, not just someone with diabetes or any condition, like with any, just any person, if you believe that you can achieve something, that's the first big step. And then after that, commitment, you know, like committing to whatever it is that you want to do. It doesn't even have to be sports, you know, even if it's, uh, even as a mom, even if I, you know, make decisions as a mother to, to be present or whatever it is, just committing to whatever you decide to do and to be persistent and, um, yeah, believing in yourself. It's really, I really do believe anything is possible for anyone if you just work hard for it and believe it. So why are you advocating for that one? Um, because when I was first diagnosed, I had no idea what was going on. I, you know, like really those, the first two years, I was very lost. Um, no matter what, no matter what, what, what you can tell anyone or no matter if, uh, if, the people around, family support is key and and uh, going to physicians who understand is important, but no one gets it like someone else who's living with it, you know, like connecting with someone else who is experiencing the same thing that you are experiencing, no one else can get it. You know, if I get a low, I know that my family sympathizes and I know that they feel bad or they, they want to help but still they don't know what it actually feels like. So I felt like if only I had that person, you know, that person I can call up and say, this really sucks. And they can say, yes, I get it, it sucks. Or, you know, this is, this is what I wanna do. Yes, yalla, do it, because this is what I did. If only I could connect, I know that it would have made the biggest difference in that beginning phase, you know? So I feel like when I share my journey, it's, um, it's really for that and it's and the nice thing is I have connected with so many other people living with type 1 and so many parents whose children are diagnosed when they call me and connect with me this is exactly why I wanted to do this you know because I meet those kids and I can see from their face when I tell them you know I know I know what it feels like they feel like yes okay someone gets it you know so yeah this is why I so in closing, uh, wow. one, one myth, one huge myth about type 1? Uh, that it's caused uh, because of what you eat or, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people um, are embarrassed to say that they're type 1 because they think that it's their fault. They think that it's something that they did or that they ate too much sweets moms who feel guilty that their children are type 1 because of something that they've done and that is a huge huge myth like it has nothing to do with there is nothing you can do to like it's if you have it you have it you know it's there's nothing to do to not have it if you have it <laughs> it's there so that's that's the one thing and it's really it's heartbreaking to see that a lot of people uh, living with type 1 will hide it you know because they're just they're ashamed or they think that it's um, it's something that other people would judge them for it. You know, the best part with this whole thing, you know, like the best part with 
I got myself into this sharing my journey and it's amazing when, uh, when as a mom, when your children see you um, do something like this, you know, it's, uh, I feel like just by default, I'm helping them believe in themselves, you know, I'm helping them see that every time I plan something and they look at me like, are you really going to do this? And I tell them, yes, I can. And then I do it. I know that somewhere inside them, they'll believe that they can do it too. You know, and I think as mothers living that life, living like whatever you do is going to reflect so much on who they become. So it's one big incentive to believe in yourself and just go for your dreams. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's really true. <laughs>